Uh, the title of this is Planet Earth, Her People, Their History, and the Current Dilemma. This is a series of talks that present an overview on a variety of topics. And those topics include how we began as a people, some aspects of history that have been carefully, carefully hidden, including very recent history. We'll talk about technology, consciousness, and our potential future. And we're going to take a deep look at a few of the people who are offering information for us to consider. At the close, we're going to take a really hard look at ourselves and the choices we are facing. Uh, this is a nine-part series. This is what I started out, I think it was last September, going to do a three-part um, piece, and then it became four, and then five, and then eight, and then nine, and so here we are. So it's a lot of information, and I'm just going to read through it, bing, 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 um, and there you can listen or you can watch either one. Um, but I'm not going to bother trying to summarize the stories that we've been taught about our history. They really aren't my worth my time of day or yours. I'm just going to move forward somewhat eclectically. I'm going to bring together certain points that I think we should know or at least be reminded of. Stuff that we should discuss and think about deeply. This includes information that will affect religion, history, technology, governance, our perception of ourselves, and who we are, where we came from, and most of all, where we're going or where we'd like to go. Some of what I'm going to talk about is vastly different from what is generally known. And there have been accusations that some of the stories and information I will share are just science fiction. Just ignore that. That's just science fiction. But I don't think that's true. Because some of what I'm going to present matches a great deal of what I knew before I came here. And this is the first time I've ever had any backup for what I knew. So let's begin. Part one, Edgar Cayce, The Sphinx and the Discoveries in 2003. Back in the 1930s, Edgar Cayce predicted that under the Egyptian Sphinx, there was a hall of records that would be found around 1998. Casey said it would have the history of our world in it. In 2003, the U.S. government was using ground-penetrating radar to scan our planet when it came across a cavern under a mountain in Romania. There was something in the cavern that defied identification, and they were curious enough to contact Romanian officials for permission to investigate. The Romanians agreed to a joint exploration, and the result was the long-predicted discovery of the Hall of Records. The Romanian government was excited and wanted to tell the whole world, but the U.S. absolutely refused. 
because they felt it would destroy their legitimacy, their hegemony across the entire planet. Nevertheless, in the Bucej Mountains of Romania was a large cavern about 100 feet high, 300 feet in diameter, and the cavern was protected by an energy barrier that required the raising of one's frequencies in order to enter. Once inside, there were five tables lined up along the walls on either side of the cavern. Each table was about 15 feet long, six feet deep, front to back, and six feet high, obviously built by people who were taller than we are. Each table had a narrow slot in the top, a couple centimeters wide, and I guess, I don't know how many centimeters long, six or eight centimeters long. And when someone passed in front of a table, a three-dimensional, full-color, holographic projection was activated, presenting aspects from various scientific domains. These projections were interactive and seemed to be dependent on whoever activated them. Each table presented projections related to a different subject, and some of those subjects were the history of our planet, the history of our solar system, biology and anatomy in depth, genetics, physics, cosmology, astronomy, architecture, technology, ancient civilizations, religion, and intelligent beings from other star systems. It was an entire library of the universe put together by beings who were extremely advanced technically and spiritually and left inside the mountain for us to find. In one area of this cavern, there was a piece of technology that maintained the energetic balance of the tectonic plates on which Romania sits. Messing around with the technology could cause the entire area to sink and fill with water. Perhaps this was set up to be able to sink the entire area if the technology should fall into the wrong hands. In another area of the cavern was an amphora, which is uh, kind of like a vase, about one and a half feet high, containing exquisitely pure monatomic gold. Monatomic gold is used to regenerate the body, accelerate the development of consciousness, and create extraordinary longevity in the individual who ingests it. Although David Hudson discovered monatomic gold in Arizona at least 25 years ago, he was so hounded and so harassed that he went underground in an effort to disappear. And I think that was after they, built, they burned his house down. Very few people ended up hearing about what is called white powder gold or understanding its enormous power to create an immediate Kundalini experience that transforms consciousness. I do believe there is some stuff out there now called ORM, O-R-M-E, uh, some other stuff called Ormus. Uh, that also is white powder gold, but it's not nearly as pure and it has a different structure. 
So it doesn't have quite the same effect. In another area of the cavern, a small projection dome displayed the entire history of mankind, how we began hundreds of thousands of years ago, and what our true history has been right up to 500 AD. Perhaps our true history stopped at that point because we were not to know the more recent actors, elements, and events that have gone into creating our present experience. And perhaps we must discern for ourselves what's happening um, and make decisions based on that discernment. It's also interesting that the information coming from the Buchage Mountain Complex only goes up to 500 years because in the work of Dr. Anatoly Fomenko, the Russian mathematician and his team of 150 scientists and his amazing series of books titled History, Fiction or Science. He declares that there is an error in the timeline of history that has added almost 1400 years to our history, at least 1400 years. If that turns out to be true, then perhaps the information in the Buchage complex is correct and up to date. If we remove the 1400 years that Fomenko says are duplicate years, maybe we'll discover that we're really only at 500 AD. So moving on to the back wall of the cavern, there were openings to three tunnels. The one on the left connected to Egypt and an area under the Sphinx where a chamber lined with thousands of platinum plates similar in size to a compact disc were found. The tunnel on the right had several branches going in several directions. One branch of the tunnel went to somewhere in the mountains of Tibet. Another branch led to somewhere in the Gobi Desert and another branch went to an area under Baghdad in Iraq, where more plates were found. These plates, instead of being platinum, like they were in the first tunnel, were transparent and looked crystalline. Some of these plates could be pressed. You just press on a corner of the plate using your finger, and that would produce holographic images displaying detailed information about the history and all of the subjects already mentioned above, and then some. A lot of these plates were removed from the caverns at the end of the tunnels and taken to Washington, D.C. for study and analysis, but none of this has been shared with us. Instead, it was classified beyond top secret for fear that the information would affect America's position or her power around the world. The third tunnel, the one in the middle, went deep into the earth where several cities existed and were populated by highly spiritual humans whose ancestors had fled wars and cataclysms that took place on the surface of the planet. The first city named Tomasus, was fairly close to the surface of the planet, and their people not only brought their children to the surface, 
they themselves sometimes spent time working in the surface world to fulfill various missions, sometimes for several years at a time. A second city named Apelos was much deeper and was made of a crystalline material. They also maintained a quiet but busy presence on the surface, even getting supplies from some of our systems of trade and transporting them to their people below. A third city named Shambhala was deeper yet and had an even higher frequency in terms of consciousness, but nothing more was said about it other than the fact that communication with the surface had broken off a very long time ago. The people in all of these cities were telepathic, peaceful, youthful, very healthy, and very supportive of the development of the consciousness of those living on the surface of the planet. That's us. In later travels to the cities in the inner earth, it was revealed that the discovery of the cavern and its advanced technology was not accidental. The city officials of Tomasus and Apelos said that the discovery of the cavern, the advanced technologies, and the holographic records were tied to a massive effort on the part of highly developed beings who were working to expand consciousness and awaken spirituality around the planet. This effort was needed in order to counter certain elements trying to take control of the planet. So they knew. To date, much of this is still unknown by the majority of the population. Our true history and our beginnings as humanoid beings are still hidden. The presence of other people from elsewhere in the galaxy is still being denied and our potential to develop consciousness and evolve into people of beauty, wisdom, and power has been deliberately and carefully covered up. The cover-up was maintained by a race of aggressive beings who targeted our planet, and that I have already talked about in a couple of earlier videos. Those beings had implemented a long-term plan to co-opt many of our most successful people, bribing them with money or coaxing them into compromising situations and then blackmailing them, always maintaining a stranglehold on the truth. These invaders slowly built a global honeycomb of intertwined corporations that we came to rely on in order to survive. Their plan was to eventually collapse this corporate honeycomb, leaving people to survive on their own, clearing the planet of millions of people, and instituting an entirely new form of governance, taxation, and control. Unfortunately for them, we are a relatively new form of humanoid that is extremely resilient, rambunctious, incredibly curious, and somewhat rebellious. This is something they did not count on. So let's go on to the next part and take a look at how we came to be this way. <laughs>